BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at bcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do welcome you to a Friday News Roundup here today on Crosstalk. There's been so much that's transpired over the past many days that we'll seek to bring to your attention here today. There's a lot happening on the international scene. It is as if something is really huge that is brewing, uh, taking place in many different quarters around the world. We'll be sharing some of those with you here today on the broadcast, but also things happening in our homeland as well that are very uh, troubling. And uh, certainly we bring these to your attention uh, to be understanding of the times in which we live. We know it is very important uh, as Scripture unfolds for us in the last days, perilous times will come. But the importance for us in such times is to uh, hang on to the things that we have been taught from the Scriptures, to be mindful that God's Word is God-breathed, it's inspired by God, that we need to proclaim biblical truth in times such as these. So, Certainly, we are understanding of the times. It helps us that in uh, being salt and light in this world in which we live, to be in prayer for this world, to be in prayer for one another, to advance the gospel in such a time as this. We're going to begin with a story from Newsweek, and that is uh, Vladimir Putin, President of Russia, threatening to destroy the Patriot missile defense system if the U.S. follows through with its commitment to supply them to Ukraine. In an interview that aired on Christmas Day, Putin vowed to destroy the anti-missile system that can effectively destroy incoming targets. He said he was assured Ukraine does not have such complexes yet and maintained that Russia would destroy the systems. The Patriot missile system is a key part of the $1.85 billion security assistance support package that the Department of Defense announced just over a week ago. They also report that Russia lost hundreds of troops and at least five tanks over Christmas. The general staff of the Ukrainian Armed Forces reported on Monday that at least 102,600 Russian soldiers have died since Russia launched its invasion of Ukraine in February. They also report that about 550 of the, those soldiers died between Christmas and Boxing Day, according to the report. Five Russian tanks were also destroyed during that period, adding to a tally that topped some three National Review is reporting that Ukraine's foreign minister is calling for a peace summit to be held at the end of February to end the war in his country, but says Russia would have to face a war crimes tribunal before they engage directly with Moscow. This is uh, Ukraine's foreign minister. He made the proposal Monday during an interview with the AP. He said Ukraine will do all it can to win the war in 2023. Newsmax reporting that Russian fired uh, scores of missiles into Ukraine early on Thursday, yesterday, in a massive aerial bombardment that sent people rushing to shelters, knocked out power. Uh, Ukraine's military said it shot down 54 missiles out of 69 launched by Russia in an attack that began at 7 a.m. local time. The Brigadier General of the Armed Forces of Ukraine said the missiles were fired at critical and energy infrastructure facilities in the eastern, central, western, and southern regions. The attacks followed an overnight assault by kamikaze drones. The latest blitz can be hard on the heels of the Kremlin's rejection of a Ukrainian peace plan, insisting that Ukraine must accept Russia's annexation of four Ukrainian regions. Folks, we need to be in prayer. There are many believers that are in this region that are being impacted by this, and there are those that are going in to share relief supplies, but going in to share the gospel as well. Be praying for open doors of opportunity for the Word of God to go forth. Yes, we pray for peace. We also pray for souls to come to the Savior. Uh, Just the News is reporting thousands of U.S.-trained Afghan troops are reportedly considering joining Russian forces as mercenaries to fight in Ukraine as they face a life of poverty in Iran. Many of the former service members are living in Iran where they fled after the Taliban seized power in Afghanistan and reportedly feel abandoned by the United States, which they blame for their current situation. The former troops, many of whom were elite commandos, often say that joining Russia's private paramilitary uh, Wagner group would be a better option than the struggles that they are currently facing. 
On Zero Hedge, Senator Lindsey Graham repeated his call for the Russian president to be assassinated, telling Fox News in a live interview that the Ukraine war will only end if someone, quote, takes Putin out. The Washington Examiner telling us Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky announced a continuation of a partnership with the investment management company BlackRock for rebuilding Ukraine from the ruins of war. He also said Ukraine would participate in next month's World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Zelensky and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink met virtually on Wednesday. Newsmax telling us Russia and China have completed naval drills in the East China Sea after a week of joint exercises that included uh, practicing how to capture an enemy submarine with depth charges and firing artillery artillery at a warship, Russia's defense ministry said. The uh, exercises December first, uh, 21st, that is, through the 27th, were entitled Maritime Interaction 2022 and included Russia's Pacific Fleet. AP News reporting that China's military sent some 71 planes and seven ships toward Taiwan in a 24-hour display of force directed at the self-ruled island, Taiwan's defense ministry said Monday, after China expressed anger at Taiwan-related provisions in a U.S. annual defense spending bill. China's military harassment of Taiwan, which it claims is its own territory, has intensified in recent years. And the Communist Party's People Liberation Army has sent planes or ships toward the island on a near daily basis. One of these days, I'm convinced it's going to be not a drill, not just intimidation, but a live fire, live takeover of Taiwan. American Military News reporting that U.S. President Joe Biden may have made a Christmas gift to Taiwan by signing into law a defense bill in which the U.S. is to loan This island, uh, $2 billion to bolster its capabilities against threats from China. Biden signed a week ago the Fiscal 2023 National Defense Authorization Act into law. From SRN News, South Korea's military fired uh, warning shots, scrambled fighter jets, and flew surveillance assets across a heavily fortified border with North Korea Monday after North Korea drones violated its airspace for the first time in five years and a fresh escalation of tensions. So, friends, yes, we've got things going on with Russia and Ukraine. We've got matters going on with uh, with uh, China on so many uh, for, uh, levels. And now also uh, we have uh, North Korea again uh, threatening South Korea. Uh, American military news reporting Saudi Arabia and Bahraini naval forces began a bilateral maritime exercise in Bahrain, the Saudi defense ministry announced Sunday. The Bridge 23 drill includes forces from the Royal Saudi Navy, represented by the Eastern Fleet and the Royal Bahraini Navy. Very interesting. The director of the exercise said that Bridge 23 aims to raise combat readiness, standardize tactical concepts, and aid in the implementation of a joint operations, the Saudi press agency had reported. Uh, American Military News reporting Sudan and Yemen defense ministers on Wednesday signed a military cooperation agreement on peace operations and counterterrorism. Lieutenant General Moshin Eldari Uh, concluded on Wednesday a five-day visit to Sudan where he held meetings with his Sudanese counterpart. In a statement released at the end of the visit, the defense ministry, uh, the two had signed a memorandum of understanding on military cooperation, providing a legal framework for strengthening and developing joint cooperation in fields of training and visits of military delegations at all levels. A troubling story here from Jihad Watch, the U.S. military equipment from Afghanistan... For sale on eBay, German researchers who purchased biometric capture devices on eBay found sensitive U.S. military data stored on their memory cards, the New York Times has reported. That included fingerprints, iris scans, photographs, names and descriptions of the individuals, mostly from Iraq and Afghanistan. Many worked with the U.S. Army and could be targeted if the devices fell into the wrong hands, according to the report. It cost about $200. Where did it come from? It came from eBay. You know, officially there's no answer as to where this all came from, but one seems to have uh, have come most recently from Afghanistan. Could it be that our U.S. military equipment left behind in Afghanistan contained very sensitive 
data? I mean, fingerprints, iris scans, photographs, names, and descriptions of the individuals? And for sale on eBay? Breitbart reporting in response to Western price caps on Russian oil, President Vladimir Putin Tuesday banned the export of oil to the U.S. and other group of seven and European United uh, Union nations. The uh, ban, which applies to all Russian oil and petroleum products, will go into effect February 1st and be enforced until July 1st. Let's see. The Daily Caller reporting former Afghan President Hamad Karzai blasted the U.S. and President Biden in a new interview in The Washington Post or over a series of decisions he said that left Afghanistan at the mercy of the Taliban. Karzai called Biden's Afghanistan policies uh, since the American withdrawal from the country morally wrong. He said in the interview, which was conducted in October and printed this week, that the administration is further victimizing the Afghan people. Also said that the U.S. has a moral responsibility to do more to help Afghanistan because of its frequent intervention in the country in recent decades. Well, it looks like there has been so-called, quote, humanitarian aid sent. According to JihadWatch.org, Biden looted $3.5 billion from money awarded to the families of 9-11 victims in a lawsuit against the Taliban and put it in a trust fund to provide humanitarian aid. Now an Australian Broadcasting Corporation report has revealed massive stacks of $100 bills sitting on the tarmac at Cabal International Airport. ABC noted that the picture is just one of several images of United States $100 notes boxed, bagged, or bound in plastic posted on Twitter by the Taliban-controlled Central Bank of Afghanistan in recent weeks. ABC quoted an expert who suggested that there was a lot more than $40 million in the shipment, especially on the runway. It may have been hundreds of millions of dollars, he said. A day earlier, the bank had announced that it wants to auction up to $14 million U.S. dollars. The purpose of each dollar auction is to stabilize the value of the Afghani, that's the country's currency against the dollar. The humanitarian aid here appears to consist of millions of dollars being shipped into a terrorist state to prop up its otherwise worthless currency. The bank claims to have received humanitarian aid of $40 million in $100 bills. Have you seen these? It's amazing. Um, And the bank uh, described it as a second shipment of cash that had arrived in one week. Overall, this is the third such shipment, amounting to $120 million, reports Jihad Watch. Now, friends, that is just a glimpse of what is taking place around the world. It, it's in chaos. It, the things are, are brewing. It, it's about like the dam is about to burst in so many different situations to take place. But friends, again, we keep our eyes on the Lord. We understand these things are, are going on. God is in control. He sets up. He takes down. And uh, certainly we understand the times in which we live, knowing that time is short. We need to be involved in getting out the gospel, the good news. And that's why you hear so much Bible teaching coming forth from this network on a daily basis. Well, we're going to continue with our news roundup right after the break. Uh, More to come. And uh, you're listening to Crosstalk right here on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how can some lizards walk and even hang upside down on very smooth surfaces? Chris, this is an amazing feat. Consider the gecko, which can stick to almost any surface, even a polished pane of glass. It attaches itself by tiny hairs on its feet, which are so tiny they're packed at about 500 per square inch. Each hair exerts a tiny chemical force which is attracted to the glass surface, and together they support the weight of the lizard. By curling and uncurling the toes, the lizards can break this bond and move on and take another step. You know, often engineers notice an ability in animals and attempt to mimic it in engineering design. And that's what they're trying to do in this case. Maybe by modeling the gecko lizard, we can even have Spider-Man clinging to smooth surfaces. Such things are possible if you go back to Genesis for your starting point. Thanks for joining us for Back to Genesis. 
friends, we're so thankful to have God's Word, the Bible. And uh, VCY America Network is launching the Bible Reading Challenge for 2023. And uh, as you reheard an interview that we conducted, aired yesterday with Randy Melchert, um, certainly we encourage you to, to be among those that are reading through the whole of Scriptures in 2023. You'll find more information at BibleReadingChallenge.org, BibleReadingChallenge.org. You can uh, receive the email daily with a link to the Bible reading for that day. Or if you'd like a hard copy of the one-year Bible that listed by day, you can contact our switchboard. We do make them available for donation of just $15. And uh, it's available online, BibleReadingChallenge.org, or by calling VCY at 1-800-729-9829. Friends, troubling times in which we live, and this headline, and by the way, last week we did not have a news roundup, and there's a lot of information over the last couple of weeks, much more than what we will even have time to get in all the stories, but uh, we do want to bring to your attention a very troubling story that was on LifeSiteNews.com. Here is the headline, Trump hosts gala for homosexual Republicans at Mar-a-Lago after Biden signs same-sex marriage law. Just two days after Joe Biden signed the so-called Respect for Marriage Act into law, LGBT Republicans celebrated its enactment at a gala event at a Donald at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort home hosted by the former president himself. Trump was joined by Arizona's 2022 GOP gubernatorial candidate, Carrie Lake, and an array of high-profile gay cons, that's homosexual conservatives, including former Director of National Intelligence Rick Grinnell, a Trump appointee and frequent Tucker Carlson guest commentator Chadwick Moore. The uh, Fox News' Tammy Bruce, a lesbian, received the Spirit of Lincoln Award from the Log Cabin Republicans, the GOP LGBT organization that sponsored the event. Here is the thing. Instead of celebrating the passage and enactment of the new law, President Trump and Kerry Lake Uh, The article says should have seized the opportunity to renounce it. And instead of congratulating the 500 or so gay cons gathered at Mar-a-Lago's ballroom, Trump and Lake should have asked these men and women to show that they truly are conservative by affirming the immutable definition of marriage and repudiating the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. Although Trump reportedly did not mention the new law in his speech, he did proclaim, quote, we are fighting for the gay community and we're fighting and fighting hard. Also, LifeSiteNews.com covered the Carrie Lake story on this as well, in which uh, during her presentation at the gala, um, she demonstrated her ample skill at working an audience of homosexual men, they report. uh, Patriot Takes, a far-left group, has uh, published a number of video clips of Lake's presentation at Mar-a-Lago, which conservative media and even the nation or the event sponsoring LGBT organization law-given Republicans seem to have chosen not to share. Saying, quote, how many of you are in the media in some way, shape, or form, asked Lake. There is no secret 80, 90, 100 percent of the men in media are gay, she said. All of my friends when I worked in media for 30 years were the most amazing, fun, smart, savvy people in the world. Gay men, claimed Lake, who said that homosexual friends were the one thing I missed when I walked away from the media. Turns out I got into politics. I had no idea. Conservative politics is full of gay men as well, she said, to cheers from the 500 or so homosexuals gathered in the Mar-a-Lago ballroom. Quote, I tell you what, I like them better because they know how to think right, she added. From WND.com, a former aide to Trump advisor Peter Navarro has taken a deep dive into the laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden, finding at least 459 illegal acts, including seven felonies by Joe Biden after reading every single email, every single text message is reported here on WND.com. Garrett Ziegler, uh, Ziegler, that is, in a webinar hosted by the nonpartisan group committee on its present on the present danger China said the Biden family, including the president of the United States, is not merely compromised um, uh, by money that has received through business deals with members of China's Communist Party. The evidence shows that the Bidens are under the control of America's number one enemy, he said. Ziegler has uh, compiled the evidence, including a 644-page report that he says is analogous to the Mueller special report, on a website, Marco Polo, saying this is not just a historical deep dive for the record books, it's happening right now. 
He noted that Hunter Biden still has a 10% stake in the Chinese private equity fund, BHR Partners, the billion-dollar deal that was struck when he accompanied his then-vice president father to Beijing on Air Force Two. WND.com reporting the FBI worked with the intelligence community to pressure Twitter and other social media news media to censor the New York Post revelations of Joe Biden's knowledge of his family's influence peddling operation while lacking any evidence of a purported Russian disinformation operation. The latest release of internal communications reveal that the FBI paid Twitter at least $3.4 million for its work. The FBI, they report, did the same to Facebook, according to CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, WND.com also reporting the soon-to-be-booted chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Democrat Adam Schiff, insisting that big tech continue to let government direct its censorship programs or else, or else. Uh, he is talking about uh, threatening social media companies soon may not that they may soon not be able to continue to have immunity from responsibility and liability if they do pursue free speech on their platform. Okay, CBN News tells us that President Biden signed a massive $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill for 2023 into law uh, last night while he's vacationing in St. Croix, averting a government shutdown just one day before the December 30 deadline. Uh, as we mentioned just the other day here on Crosstalk, $1.7 trillion measure, 4,155 pages long. They equipped that uh, that's more than three times the size of the Bible. Just the News is reporting that New York Republican-elect George Santos faces an investigation from the Nassau County District Attorney after reports emerged that he lied about his education, his work experience, and family background during the 2022 midterms. And Donnelly, Nassau's DA, announced that the investigation on Wednesday saying the numerous fabrications and inconsistencies associated with Congressman-elect Santos are nothing short of stunning. The residents of Nassau County and other parts of the 3rd District must have an honest and accountable representative in Congress. Santos has uh, so far resisted calls to resign. Uh, You know, I'm not condoning what he's done, but when you look at the double standard going on by so many, where was the uproar? when people like Senator Liz Warren made claims of being Native American. Newsmax.com tells us House Republicans have reportedly uncovered correspondence showing that Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office helped craft the failed Capitol security plan in place January 6, 2021. A group of GOP congressmen tasked with responding to the official House January 6 Select Committee report made the internal communications public after months of concealing the secret project. And uh, the New American is reporting that among the key findings that Republicans were intentionally excluded from key meetings and conversations related to House security, U.S. Capitol Police uh, leadership retaliated against subordinates who spoke out about the division's shortcomings. The House Sergeant at Arms was compromised by politics and did not adequately prepare the Capitol for possible violence. And consequently, U.S. Capitol Police did not give officers the appropriate training necessary to prepare them to protect the Capitol from violence. Many, many, many shortcomings there. The narrative that we've had from the so-called select committee Folks, uh, they have brushed away so many stories, so much evidence in all of this to give a very lopsided, one-sided report. CBN News telling us that the latest findings of the Twitter files confirm the U.S. government pressured former executives to censor information about COVID-19 that was true but inconvenient. Journalist David Swig uh, released a 40-tweet thread Monday entitled How uh, Twitter Rigged the COVID Debate and uh, Discrediting Doctors and Medical Experts and Suppressing Users Whose Opinions Were Inconvenient to the Government's Pandemic Policy. WND.com tells us Anthony Fauci, Joe Biden's advisor in COVID-19, revealed in the daily television appearance where he claimed that he was science during the pandemic and told Americans they needed to wear masks that then he didn't, and, and but above all, he had to accept the experimental jabs. Uh, he's 
departing his government job within days, but isn't likely to be left entirely alone as members of Congress have warned that he'll be needed to testify to the disastrous handling of the pandemic that cost millions of lives. Now a report on Slay News is confirming that the dirt on Fauci already is appearing. The report said Twitter boss Elon Musk found some dirt on Dr. Fauci and went public on his social media platform to devastating effect. For instance, Musk reports or said that almost no one seems to realize that the head of bioethics at NIH, that's the person who's supposed to make sure that Fauci behaves ethically, is his wife. Further, the comments noted that gain-of-function research is just another way of saying bioweapon and that Fauci authored a 2012 paper promoting that very research. The Epic Times reporting the new COVID-19 vaccine boosters barely provide any protection against infection. According to a new study, the boosters from Pfizer and Moderna, Moderna just 30% effective in preventing infection, researchers from the Cleveland Clinic found. The effectiveness falls below the 50% effectiveness required by the World Health Organization and originally recommended by the FDA. U.S. regulators have since stopped requiring any clinical efficacy at all. Just 30% effective. WND.com reporting it's also documented that a study by the FDA confirmed a link between blood clots and the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Embalmers across the country are reporting the emergence of bizarre fibrous clots in a substantial portion of their cases since the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccines. Now on social media is confirmation that such clots are being found in those who've survived both the COVID-19 pandemic and being vaccinated. Um, Some uh, remarkable things that are coming forth from that. Liberty Council reporting that uh, forced by Congress against his will, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has rescinded the COVID-19 shot mandate for all military service members. The action comes after Joe Biden, who strongly opposed repealing the mandate, signed into law the National Defense Authorization Act, December 23rd. Section 525 of the NDAA requires that the Secretary of Defense rescind the mandate that members of the U.S. forces receive the COVID-19 shots. Senator Austin, though, is not backing down from his support of the mandate, saying the DOD will continue to encourage all personnel and family members to stay up to date on the COVID-19 vaccinations, including boosters. American Military News reporting that a Defense Department public affairs guidance document shows that while the military COVID-19 vaccine mandate has ended, the Pentagon has no plans to reinstate thousands of service members who are discharged for refusing to take the vaccine. Troubling story from just the news amid an ongoing labor crisis with businesses across the country continually struggling to find open worker spots. Uh, Two economists say part of the problem may stem from roughly a quarter of all U.S. states paying citizens sky-high unemployment benefits that sharply disincentivize working. It came out by the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Uh, The writers argue in the paper that in 14 states, unemployment benefits and Affordable Care Act subsidies are the equivalent to a head of household earning $80,000 in salary plus health insurance benefits. In three states, Washington, Massachusetts, and New Jersey, researchers found that unemployment benefits could top $100,000, with Washington offering $122,000 in payouts. No wonder we can't find workers. The one book that's been credited as one of the major catalysts for the modern creationist movement is The Genesis Flood, authored by Dr. John Whitcomb and Dr. Henry Morris. More than 60 years ago, these two men joined together to write a controversial book that sparked dialogue and debate on Darwin, Jesus, science, the Bible, evolution, creation, and gave birth to the modern creation science movement. While skeptics cast doubt upon the authenticity of a universal flood, the Genesis Flood places before the reader the theological and scientific basis for a literal acceptance of the biblical account. Replete with empirical data, this book provides illustrations, charts, diagrams, and sound documentation that harmonizes science with biblical truth. The Genesis Flood is available for a donation of $20 or more to VCY America. Call 1-800-729-9829.
It's a news roundup day here today, and uh, as I mentioned, Sandy's been very busy getting lots of stories here, and uh, I've got a lot more to go, and I can see we're not going to get through everything, but uh, certainly to give you a glimpse of what is taking place, uh, I had on Mark Krikorian from Center for Immigration Studies the other day, and uh, just after we got off air, uh, came the breaking news that uh, this now here from Fox News, the Supreme Court temporarily halted the termination of Title 42 Tuesday, allowing the Trump-era policy to remain in place until the justices hear a challenge from Republican-led states. That will be coming up in February. Breitbart is reporting that uh, the Breitbart Texas posted along the Rio Grande, south of town, observed a single group of nearly 300 migrants emerge from the riverbank and surrender to Texas National Guardsmen and Border Patrol agents Wednesday. Two large groups of nearly 600 crossed the Rio Grande in the early morning. From Not the Bee, a reminder that the exploding drug crisis in the U.S. is not being driven solely by drug traffickers on the border, but also by average U.S. citizens as well. A Dallas flight attendant pleaded guilty to drug trafficking after she was caught smuggling fentanyl taped to her abdomen at San Diego International Airport. This is a Therese White pleaded guilty in federal court, admitting that she abused her privileges as a flight attendant to smuggle the deadly drug through Transportation Security Administration greetings. Evidently, she was pulled out from the line of uh, uh, for a search and ultimately found with three pounds of the drug on her enough to kill nearly 650,000 people, they report. Daily Caller telling us that the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement admitted to Syracuse University's trans, uh, uh, this would be Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse, that it has records of 377,980 illegal immigrants enrolled in its Alternatives to Detention program. This program was started in 2004 to monitor illegal migrants released into the country using ankle monitors, GPS tracking, and cell phones. With limited detention space, ICE relies on the program to hold those waiting the years-long backlog in immigration courts. Now, there's another take to all of this, and that is the Chinese asylum seekers now coming up through the border as well. This is from American uh, Military News and... uh, Heading to the U.S. via the uh, Darien Gap, uh, I couldn't take it anymore, so I left to travel and see the world, a young father from Beijing says with a wry smile. I couldn't bear that my son had to do COVID-19 tests at school every day. In a more philosophical tone, he muses, we're all fleeing persecution and longing for freedom on this journey. Oh, we got to seek asylum in the United States. I mean, doesn't that make sense? We're being forced to have a COVID-19 test at school every day. A young man sitting at the same table shouts, I won't be going back while Xi Jinping is still in power. Travelers are part of a growing phenomena of Chinese nationals seeking to brave the notorious Daring Gap people smuggling route through the jungle from Panama to Colombia in a bid to cross eventually into the United States. Daily Caller reporting the Biden administration announced new restrictions on inbound travelers from China Wednesday. Starting January 5th, all travelers from China above the age of two will have to show proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken within 48 hours of departure. The AP reported the U.S. health officials say the move is aimed at stemming a rebound of COVID-19 cases after China eased its lockdown policies over the past weeks with cages or cases rather that are surging in the country. Other countries also have imposed similar requirements on Chinese travelers, including Japan and India, South Korea, Taiwan as well. Let's see. um, Also, China's, uh, this is from the Epic uh, Times, uh, Chinese um, Health Commission, uh, National Health Commission will no longer publish daily COVID-19 cases or death numbers after leaked data showed hundreds of millions of people nationwide thought to have contracted the virus in December, they are reporting. Gates Donor Institute says the Biden administration just cleared a Chinese company to own 370 acres of land within 12 miles of Grand uh, Forks Air Force Base in Grand Forks, North Dakota. As a result, China will be able to use a proposed $700, I make that, let me correct that, $700 million corn milling plant on the site to spy on military communications and even disrupt them, reports the Gatestone Institute. 
Fufeng USA, a subsidiary of a Shandong province-based agribusiness giant, is at least uh, at least for the moment free to build its wet corn milling and biofermentation plant in Grand Forks. The worst-case scenario involves active sabotage of operations at the Grand Forks facility. Should the U.S. and China end up in a shooting war over, say, Taiwan? Fufeng's property near the Air Force Base could be used to send malicious signals to jam passing satellites or disrupt the operation of drones. We've been made ourselves vulnerable on our own territory, says Brendan uh, Weikert, author of Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower to to, uh, Gatestone on December 2022. President Joe Biden can use his authority under the International Emergency Economic Powers Act of 1977 to block the sale of Grand Forks land and building of the milling facility. But he opens the door, opens the door for China to actually sabotage the United States. Sabotage in North Dakota. The Epic Times is also reporting Sid Miller just won his third term as the Texas Agriculture Commission in November. One of his campaign priorities was to prevent communist China from buying ag land and uh, gaining access to the state's infrastructure. He said this is the stupidest thing we've ever done could do as a nation. The issue first came to the commission's attention two years ago when a retired Chinese military officer's wind farm plan in South Texas became public knowledge. The proposal, which would have given the owner access to the state's electricity grid for the Blue Hills Wind Farm Project, a Chinese billionaire bought 140,000 acres in Del Rio. This included several ranches within 80 miles of the Laughlin Air, uh, Air Force Base and within some of the base's pilot training zones. Texas ranks number one in China's agriculture land ownership. As of December 31st of 2020, China owned 325,686 acres of U.S. agriculture land, according to the USDA data. Well, the Epic Times reporting South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem announced December 13th new proposed legislation to restrict farmland purchases by uh, foreign countries, namely that of China, saying we cannot allow the Chinese Communist Party to continue to buy up our nation's food supply, so South Dakota will lead the charge on this vital national security issue. Uh, Let's see, from CNN, Benjamin Netanyahu Thursday completed a dramatic return as Israel's prime minister after being sworn in as the leader of what's being known uh, likely to be the country's most right-wing government in history. He and his government were sworn in on Thursday for the sixth term as prime minister, 18 months after being ousted from from a uh, uh, position of authority there. Um, this is an interesting note. They report that Israel got its first openly gay speaker of parliament on Thursday. Amir Ohana, a former Ministry of Justice and Public Security, is a member of the Knesset representing Netanyahu's Likud party. Okay, and let's see. Let me uh, jump ahead here to a few stories. I I do want to be sure that I get this story out here today. Um, This is in the UK. Outrage taking place as a woman is praying silently and arrested on a UK street, taken away by police for a thought crime. More than 34,000 people have signed a petition after a woman was arrested on a U.K. street while praying silently in her head. Charity volunteer Isabel Vaughn Spruce was standing quietly in a pavement in Birmingham when she was approached, questioned, and subsequently arrested by police. Officers had received uh, complaints from an onlooker who suspected that she was praying. She was not holding a sign. She was not making any visible form of protest. And, folks, the, the video is out there. You can see it online. Uh, one such place is lifenews.com. In a chilling video that captured the exchange between Vaughn Spruce and police, viewed over a million, uh, one and a half million times on Twitter, a police officer can be seen asking, what are you here for today? She responded, I'm just standing here. The police officers, are you praying? To which she said, I might be praying in my head. And then she's arrested on suspicion of failing to comply with a public space protection order. I've got some audio. It's very hard to pick up, but uh, let me play for you. Hopefully you can hear that exchange take place. Okay, um, before I ask you any questions about what's going on today, I have to caution you, which is just your rights, which is you do not have to say anything. It may harm your defense if you do not mention one question. Something that you later on in court, anything you do send me. Uh, what, what are you here for today? Uh, physically, I'm just standing here. 
Why, why here of all places? I know you don't live. Basically, I'm standing here. Why here? Okay. It's abortion clinic. Is, is you standing here part of a protest? No. I'm not are, protesting. You, are you praying? I, I might be praying in my head. Are you praying? I might be praying in my head. Will you voluntarily come with us now to the police station for me to ask you some questions about today and other days where there are allegations that you've broken public space of protection? Uh, if I've got a choice, then no. Okay, well then, you're under arrest. I can't suspicion of failing to comply with the public space's protection order, which is under the antisocial behaviour policy. Okay, and, and again, it's difficult audio, but... Uh, he said, would, would you voluntarily come? And she said, if I have a choice, no. He said, well, then you're under arrest. And and uh, it goes on, uh, the public spaces, uh, violating public spaces protection order. And uh, then you see another officer come and for two solid minutes uh, to uh, to check this lady out, looking for to going through her pockets and other items there as well. Uh, but outrageous. Um, he asked, are you praying? And she said, I might be praying in my head, and and uh, things just broke loose from there. Amazing. Thought police. Are we going to see that take place all over the world? We're going to see that take place here in the U.S. as well? There are things that are happening just unbelievable. Here's from the Daily Mail online. America be very afraid. Astonishingly, Canada is now euthanizing 10,000 of its citizens a year. Some of the horrific stories of its ultra-permissive policy will horrify you. Last year, more than 10,000 people in Canada, astonishingly, that's over 3% of all deaths there, ended their lives via euthanasia, an increase of a third from the previous year, and it's likely to keep rising next year. Canada is set to allow people to die exclusively for mental health reasons. Only last week, a jaw-dropping story emerged of how five years into an infuriating battle to obtain a, a stairlift for her home, Canadian Army veteran and Paralympian Christine Gauthier was offered an extraordinary alternative. A Canadian official told her in 2019 that if her life was so difficult and she's so desperate, the government could help her kill herself. I have a letter saying it. If you're so desperate, madam, we can offer you MAID, M-A-I-D. That's medical assistance in dying. The paraplegic ex-Army corporal testified to the Canadian MPs. Despite being confined to a wheelchair with a uh, muscular skeletal disorder that affects her legs, backs, and hips, she's a gold-winning, medal-winning para-canoeist and won a civil medal participating in Canadian's uh, women's ice sludge uh, hockey team. She's far from most people's idea of, of a hopeless case, and yet the government's Department of Veterans Affairs didn't hesitate to suggest that she might like to end her life if the battle to get a ramp was proving too much for her. Alan Nichols, for example, a 61-year-old British Columbian, was a history of depression and other medical issues, though none of them life-threatening, hospitalized in 2019 over fears that he might be suicidal. Although he asked his brother to bust him out as soon as possible, within a month of going into the hospital, he submitted a request to be euthanized. He listed only one health condition, hearing loss, as the reason. I'm going to share just a little bit more on that after the break, but let's also open some phone lines. If you'd like to comment on any of these or the plethora of other current event stories today, our number 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. I was recently interviewing my longtime friend, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, and I was quoting to him his own words from his own book, Hitler's Cross. In this book, Dr. Lutzer documents historically how the head of the SS, Himmler, wanted his troops to be involved in, well, incredible debauchery and crimes and cruelty so that he could accomplish a couple things. One was to sever their conscience. Another was to make them break away from their old values and that of their faith and their family and to alienate them from their family and friends so they would now bond with this new group of people that had also carried out these horrific acts. My friends, how is that any less the psychological op going on with our children today where we sexualize children in our schools with, well, stuff we couldn't even read on the air? to encourage them to be involved in behavior that will accomplish the same thing as Himmler thought to do with his SS troops. Yeah, I'm 
talking about this euthanasia uh, in in severe practice in Canada. Um, here we have Aaron Smith, 71-year-old father. Rod McNeil went to an Ontario hospital after suffering a fall. A month later, he was euthanized, reports the Daily Mail. He was euthanized for a condition, end-stage chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, that an autopsy showed he never had. He didn't have it. Uh, Sheila Elson, the mother of a 25-year-old woman with uh, cerebral palsy, said a hospital doctor in Newfoundland actually told her that she'd be selfish if she didn't consider pursuing the euthanasia option. Roger Foley, a patient with a degenerative brain disorder, secretly recorded staff at his hospital in London, Ontario, mentioning euthanasia. In one recording, the hospital director of ethics told him if he uh, it would cost north of $1,500 a day to keep him in hospital, adding, quote, my piece of this was to talk to you to see if you had an interest in assisted dying. National Review also reporting that a Canadian disabled man's euthanasia request was was granted due to poverty. Due to poverty, a Canadian pensioner seeking euthanasia because he fears homelessness received approval from a doctor despite admitting poverty is a major factor in the decision to end his life. And LifeSite News telling us that a Canadian government has released a children's coloring book about assisted suicide. Health Canada and Veterans Affairs are two of the federal government's partners in the release of a new coloring and activity book for children on assisted suicide in Canada. The book is targeted for children ages 6 to 12. Uh, Do you catch the the, um, way in which this is being done, just as we have to get through all these liberal agendas, whether it be that of warning about global climate change or or, or, or promoting LGBT, we've got to get to the children, and now getting to the children to promote euthanasia. Let's uh, go to the lines here. We've got Mark calling in from Monroe. You're on the air. Yeah, um, I think because uh, the Republican midterm election results were far short of expectations in the recent $1.7 trillion budget increase, indicate, in my opinion, the Republicans are not gaining a whole lot of uh, ground. I think the swamp is rising more than it is being drained. In fact, I think uh, uh, McConnell and Romney are two peas in a pod. You could just as well interchange their first names and refer to them as uh, Mitch Romney and Mitt McConnell. They're so much alike. Hmm. Thanks for your observations, Mark. Uh, Troubling to see what is taking place uh, on that front uh, and to to see this uh, big celebration at Mar-a-Lago. Wow. Uh, Chris in Hancock, Michigan, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for all you do and for all that you have been doing. And also thank you for playing the story about the lady in the U.K. I work in media. I played that story this morning. Hmm. It's so important. It's so important. And, of course, nobody's playing this on mainstream. If what we were learning through the alternative sources were aired on mainstream, I think a lot more people would be taking to the phone lines, writing letters, getting involved in doing something, and that's, that's what we've got to do. It could, hap- it could happen here. Never thought I'd love to see the day, but it could happen here. And thank you again. You are doing such a wonderful service. Great. Well, thank you for the call. I, I'm reminded of what the Prophet Jose wrote, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And there yeah. is a very purposeful cover-up of so many of these things that national media does want you to know. I mean, and, and you know, to see the, the FBI paying Twitter and so forth to, to cut out certain stories and, and to yeah. change narratives, it, it, it's outrageous. It is. It's just so wrong, and people don't understand. That so many people, the veil has been pulled over their eyes, and it just feels so urgent to get these stories out. And that's that's what you're doing. And, and thank you. Great, thank you, Chris, yeah. okay. for the call here today. Yeah, uh, friends, I got to tell you about something else that just uh, broke here within the last 24 hours, as well as far as the news picking up on it. And WND.com had the story. But you know, Boston, being the home of the original Tea Party, some America's most historic buildings are there. Uh, a world-renowned symphony, and now the largest satanic gathering in history. A report has uh, cited a social media announcement about what they're going to be holding in Boston April 28th through the 30th, 2023, called SatanCon. SatanCon. The convention will be celebrating the Satanic Temple's 10th anniversary, the report says. 
the 10th anniversary of the Satanic Temple. The report noted those who purchased the Demonic Circle, that's $160 tickets, will receive access to the Satanic Marketplace, access to on-site programming tracks, an official TST SatanCon 2023 t-shirt, TST SatanCon stickers, and a SatanCon 2023 button. Friends, the devil is certainly at work. Jesus told those that were in opposition to him, you are of your father, the devil. And we are seeing that uh, continue on here even today. But friends, understand that Satan is transforming himself into an angel of light. And there, there are many who are fooled by him and fooled by his tactics and fooled by his endeavors that are going on in this world today. The Bible tells us, to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And that's why it's important to be understanding of these times in which we live, to have our eyes open to the truth today, and to be heralders of that truth. Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And we need to take the truth of God's world to a truth-famished world, a a world that's in need of hearing that truth today. And that's why I'm excited uh, to report we had Ray Comfort on recently on Crosstalk, and uh, so far they're looking at some three million gospel tracts will be handed out at the coronation of King Charles coming up as they are partnering with groups like Answers and Genesis, and they've got thousands of Christians, we understand, who are expected to participate. Already 2,000 are registered to be part of that. And uh, let me just also share with you here today of a wonderful story here from LifeNews.com, a baby boy uh, that was born 16 weeks early, uh, actually this was a baby girl, spent her first Christmas at home with her family after spending over 11 months in the hospital. This is a baby Ava, born in January, uh, earlier this year, but uh, born at one pound, four ounces, but uh, parents cared enough for that baby And uh, we praise the Lord that that child has come home now to be with her parents. Troubling times, friends, in which we live. But indeed, the darker the night, the brighter the light shines. And that's where you come into play. That's where you come into play to take your sphere of influence, where God has you living, the the work that you have in in your place of employment, to reach out to those that only you will have contact with. We are here for such a time as this. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.